Hi, welcome to 52 and 52. I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. And this is a podcast where we watch one movie a week for every week in the year and do an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about The Revenant, a movie that came out last week that Josh and I both saw and liked, I think. Um, We'll get to that. Uh, Josh, you want to go ahead and give a quick little plot about it? Yeah, it's about the 19th century fur trapper Hugh Glass, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And he is in the, this is like, in, I think it takes place in 1821, early part of the 19th century. And he's with another group, a larger group of fur trappers in what is now today South Dakota. And they are having to go around and find their fur trappings. And they are also kind of at the same time battling Native Americans whose land they've kind of infringed upon. And some other French explorers, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it's there's a lot going on just at the beginning, and you're kind of dropped all into it. And then he, uh, he just when his crew kind of moves on from a, a battle, they get engaged in with some of those other parties. He ends up getting attacked by a bear, and uh, is at first his group tries to save him. Then they decide, hey, maybe not. And the movie kind of takes off from there and his quest to his survival quest and his revenge quest. And that's kind of that, that movie in a nutshell, but it sounds pretty simple and, but it's pretty compelling for such a simple premise, I'd say. Yeah. So it's the second big movie in the last two years by Alejandro Gonzalez in our, in in Anyway, so he did Birdman last year and won for that and is doing the Revenant uh, this year, obviously. Um, Tom Hardy's also in it. He basically plays the second lead, and Dom Hall Gleason's also in it, who's in Star Wars and every movie this year, every other movie this year, Ex Machina, a couple others. Um, yeah, Tom Hardy plays kind of like Anthony said, the main villain, and uh, Don Gleason plays the uh, kind of like the leader of the Ver expedition. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do non-spoilers and spoilers. So I guess we'll start with visually. I mean, I I think it's been echoed by pretty much anyone who's seen the movie, but it looked great. Yeah, and, and anyone who's read any of the coverage surrounding the film kind of knows the lengths they went to to make this movie look the way it did. I think the movie ended up being produced for twice the budget it was initially greenlit for because they wanted to shoot in all-natural light, which is a very difficult thing to do. It only allowed them about an hour and a half to shoot the movie every day. And then they ran out of snow, which made them have to travel halfway around the world to Argentina. They had been shooting in Canada just to find more snow to shoot in. And I think the final product's really good, and hopefully they make, a, make enough money to make it worth it, because that'll maybe disincentivize future filmmakers to take such risks if they can get stuff like that done and prove that it's kind of worth it in the end. But I, I don't know if it, there are very few actors who can probably have the clout to really get a movie like that made with that kind of budget. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. I couldn't really tell the difference between the locations, but I thought that it was really, really well uh, done, and... Yeah, the other thing is just because Leo's in it and Inaritu is doing it, I don't know how many other people would get the benefit of the doubt to, to get that kind of budget, but it was it was stunning to watch. Yeah, this looked amazing and obviously had a much more, uh, several different kind of scenery to expose us to, and I felt kind of cold watching it at times, I guess. I don't <laughs> know. It looked amazing. I, I don't really know how many other ways there are to say it, but uh, they took full advantage of it and you really do feel like they were there you don't for a minute i feel like i have seen a couple other movies this year where i can tell this is probably like a little bit of a you can tell they kind of set up around this and this is a movie set possibly that they're just filming on but 
you really feel like they're really in it, and they were because it, it was just a very grueling shoot from everything I've read. Yeah, I can't imagine being Leo and having to do all the takes on on all the different scenes that he had to do with the facial expressions and the screaming and the digging out of dirt and everything. It just seems crazy. From what I read, they, there weren't a ton of takes, though, because they couldn't afford to do a ton of takes because of that shooting schedule, so they had to, re- they had to rehearse a ton. Well, for, and he had to get into, like, five hours of makeup every day on top of all that for every little scar and cut that they had in his body. But then they had to rehearse over and over again, so you could just... He had the pressure on top of those conditions. He had the pressure of having to get it in one or two takes because if he, they missed it and they missed that light that they only had an hour and a half for, then it... Just gonna throw everything off and add even more to that budget. So, yeah, a very just not only grueling but also much more pressure than if you're just uh, shooting digitally and you have all day to shoot. Well, I, and I think this was shot digitally, but you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. like if you're shot digitally and you have unlimited time to shoot throughout the day, then it's not as big of a deal if you screw up a line or two. Yeah. How would you compare the snow like outside? Um, scenery to Hateful Eight and Everest. Those are the two ones I can think of that were really super based on being in the snow and being out in the cold, really. Because you said you felt the cold. Did you feel that way when we watched Everest? I think... I I, th- I thought that was the be- probably the best thing about Everest was that I thought it looked pretty good and you know they weren't shooting they were they really weren't shooting that on a mountain so yeah they they obviously did a really good job of setting that up in spite of the fact that they weren't shooting on location like the other two movies were and with the Hateful Eight um, you weren't you weren't outside for as long with those but I guess they didn't pick that snow because they I, I saw they shot all the exteriors on location so that just looked that looked really real to me and. Um, but there just wasn't a ton of that. It was, I mean, they're all different, but I think they all looked really good, and it, and they all were, they they were each they each got they each accomplished that in three different ways. One with the natural light, one with the special film, and in, in both of those shooting on location. But then Everest probably mostly a lot of CGI, and I thought they utilized CGI pretty well. I didn't if you if if you just told me point blank which one of these was fake, I, I the only reason I would know it was Everest is because like I said. I know you're not shooting a massive production film actually on a mountain like that. It's too dangerous. Yeah. So what what did you think of the direct the directing? I was actually in a long Facebook conversation about this <laughs> the other day because it's hard to tell exactly how who how much credit to give to a cinematographer for how a movie looks versus how much to give to a director because um, Emmanuel Uzbeki won the last won the Oscars the last two years for Gravity and for Birdman, and they obviously used a lot of the techniques that they used in Birdman in this movie. And there, obviously, I mean, there weren't there wasn't an hour and a half long tracking shot in this movie, but that first battle scene did have some very long takes or some very long. Um, no, it wasn't. Takes. It was a full tracking, wasn't it? The first, the first. Scene? Well, it was for a good chunk of it. Then yeah. I, and I and I noticed when they did, they did cut away for, at some point, but like for a very good chunk of that battle, it was a one tracking shot. So I guess you can say, yeah, Emmanuel Uzbeki gets a lot of the credit for doing that because it seems like it's well understood that that's kind of just what he does. He did that in Children of Men. Uh, he has a long track record of being able to pull off stuff like that. So good on him. As far as Inaritu. Um, the director is responsible for so much more and so much goes into this saying exactly what a director does and as someone that's trying to study this stuff and give opinions on it I'm still trying to learn a little bit more about what goes into that but part of what you give a director credit for is the performances he gets out of his actors and being able to have a good sense for when you have it right and when to move on and do you need to do another take and they obviously had a little bit of flexibility with that because they were able, that budget ended up going doubling eventually. So he had some discretion for when to know when he needed, when he had what he needed, and 
so I think part of part of it is just the overall the, the way it's shot and just cho- choosing what shots of Uzbekis to to use and we've already discussed how the movie looked great and I thought a lot of the shots were really impressive and I thought the performances were really good for the most part and um and I think he and I and I think he deserves credit for that I mean I, I know I'm kind of speaking in generalities here because I don't know if I'm qualified to give a really specific critique of Inaritu's job here but I think the overall product is and I didn't I didn't quite say it when we started talking about it, but I really like this movie and so I, th- I obviously think he did a good job overall but it's hard for me to get too technical with it and because I don't want to I don't want to say something that's totally wrong and I and speak outside my expertise yeah no doubt no doubt I don't really know either I was just curious oh, okay I mean, did you have any other opinions no I mean it? I I was just comparing it when I watched it obviously to Birdman and then to Mad Max because those are the two like ones that are very notable in terms of direction and shots and and all that Uh, i thought that this is probably the only thing that could rival mad max for the cinematography stuff come come next next month with the oscars but i i really liked how it looked honestly i i know you said you really liked it i liked it i think i liked it a little less than i wanted to okay and i i don't know i think leo should probably get the oscar i know we'll get into that later um, the acting was. We can really talk good. about that before the spoiler section, or if you want, or do you yeah, think you need to talk yeah. too much about spoilery no, stuff no, to do no. that? No, 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 no. I mean, he was he was really good. He was really good. The thing the thing that I kind of took away from the movie was that I I think I would have liked it more if there was just no dialogue, honestly. And some people said their problem with it was the script, and I think we yeah. discussed this a little bit a few weeks ago. But I don't see what the problem with that is. And I, Mad Max is the parallel to that because there's not a ton of dialogue throughout that movie, but. But there's a story in yeah you can as long as you convey a story it doesn't matter if there's not a lot of talking if you do everything else well then and and i yeah i i i i wouldn't put this above mad max or anything don't worry rachel but the um, but the fact is they're both things that did it most for the most part i think we can both agree did everything really well and if you can do everything else well then you don't need to have a bunch of talking no no no, no. i i'm not saying that yeah. i just I didn't like the story. I think it fell very flat in the second half of the movie. So yeah, and I think of... that would be something that you could um, you could be it would be a little less fair to criticize them for if they didn't take as many liberties as they did. But I read a couple things that um, I don't liberties in terms of the the real story. Or yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't have a son. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> inspired by true events. I, I don't I don't know what's real or not. I just watch it as a movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to. I try not to. Get, if we're talking about something that's based on a true story, then I try. Unless there's something I know they could have done differently, as far as areas of the story they left unexplored, I try not to criticize them too much for it because you're working with some true source material. But if you're showing a willingness to change a lot of stuff, maybe change it in a way that's a little um, that's a little more useful. If you if you're already going to go do, go down that road anyway. Yeah. So what did you think of Leo specifically, Tom specifically, and Dom Hall? I thought. Um, I guess just starting with Leo, I thought I thought it, I thought it was really good, and I agree he should win the Oscar. But unfor- I mean, I think that speaks more to their other performances this year yeah, than it does to his. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm not like someone that's going to get too broken up about the fact that he'll have his Oscar for this as opposed to something else, even though this might be in the top five performances for him. Probably maybe, not. Maybe. So yeah, like I, I can't even say that for certain. I know it wouldn't be like in my top three for him. So, but the fact is, he probably should have one by now. So fine, he'll have an Oscar. It's who, who, I'm not going to get too broken up about which movie he got it for. Uh, like he was he was really good, and I thought obviously a lot of the movie hinges on just buying him being a guy in this situation and going through that physical transformation and uh, showing that pain really well that he's going through throughout and. 
I thought he did a really good job of that. I thought it could have been really easy for it to turn into something where he was uh, – it could have been really easy for it to turn into something where it seemed like he's overacting. I watched The Aviator the other day because it was the one movie he's been nominated for an Oscar for that I hadn't seen. And I thought in that movie there's a little bit of overacting, and it's asking him to deliver some certain types of lines where it's like he's having to – Howard Hughes is having to go through a psychotic – breakdown at certain points and he's running around repeating the same words over and over again and I'm just not really buying it it seems like a little bit of trying to convey some false weighty emotions there and obviously when a guy is got gets mauled by a bear and having having to go on a revenge hunt you're gonna have to convey a lot of really heavy emotions and I bought that far more than I did in something like the aviator and um yeah, I thought so. I thought he did really well, and for someone like that's tr- traditionally viewed like he is, he's just the pretty boy, he's the playboy, he's whatever. There's the risk when you cast him for a role like this that someone's only going to be thinking of that version of him and not buy this. But and maybe that that's also a tribute to certain to to a certain extent to their makeup department and their costume department that and I guess his facial hair growing abilities. But <laughs> I I I, I'm, I I didn't have a problem seeing him as this guy. And I think that really does show how well he did everything he was asked to do. Yeah, I don't know that I would call it overacting at all, but there were definitely some parts where you need willing suspension of disbelief, and I just don't know. I, I don't like know. If what? It's, I don't know if it's just like because it's hard for us like to imagine someone viewing, like experiencing that pain that he has, and sometimes it just comes off as a little laughable, like comedic, not. And you know it's just so serious, but it's hard to watch someone like scream like that and and imagine it in reality. You know what I mean? And and there was definitely some points in the in the movie where people in the theater were laughing in times they shouldn't have been laughing. And not that I was laughing. I know I made a lot but... of noises throughout. I don't think I was one of the ones laughing. <laughs> no, I think I was still cringing. No, but it was, but it, it was just some of it is just hard to watch, really. And so it's hard for me to evaluate because I just I just can't imagine. It's probably how supposed to be yourself, hard to watch them. Well, yeah, for sure. It was brutal. And I think that's the perfect the only word really to describe the movie is just brutal. And I I don't know. He didn't overact. He was good, but again, it wasn't his best performance. It was imperfect, but it was still really good in this setting. Yeah, I, I... I, th- I think I might be in the minority on it, but I I, I wasn't as uh, I wasn't as into Tom Hardy's performance. Really? Why not? I was. Okay, I don't know. I just it felt a little more to me like they're like put a funny voice on and go like try and be menacing. I, I, I found it super. Men- Here's the thing with Tom Hardy's character that I really liked is he's portrayed as the villain, right? Yeah. And we have all these scenarios, and I, I won't get into spoilers, but if you like take a step back from what he's doing, what he's thinking is he's really just honestly probably doing what. 99% of other people would do. He doesn't want to die himself and if he thinks someone is is going to hurt him then he's just going to move forward and it's it's not the army it's well, a, obviously it's a not because explorer. he was the one guy in their entire company that was acting like that. Well, I guess you can see maybe you can well, see think, if you're looking for your self-interest if you like yeah, that might be the smart thing to do if you're just trying to get get in and out but that wasn't obviously the way that they usually went about their business if they went with regards to how they treated one of their own. Sure, but I mean, at the same time, Dom Hall and the rest of the people left him to go ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, they so, went ahead, but they they still like left a large reward until, for someone that didn't take care of him. Their yeah, intentions but, weren't to treat him like that. Well, no, of course not. I'm not saying that him doing what he does in the in the movie is is should be uh, defended, but 
most some of his actions if you take a step back they're 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 oh, I, not you know, that bad it wasn't like a problem with i i, I bought him as a character and I just, I agree with you in that I could have used a little less talking from him. It's just, it, at times it turned into nonsense, and I just didn't love his accent. And I've seen him do different accents in movies, and it's not like I don't think he can do it. It's just, his. I, I think it was more the voice than anything. It was really? just, I, I didn't mind it personally. I, I mean, it, it wasn't bothering me throughout. I just wasn't, I, I was much more into uh, to, to Donnell's um, guy, even though he didn't have as much screen time. I just, and I, it's hard not to let let how you've seen these people there it's not hard to let their past it's hard not to let their past performances uh view the current ones as you're watching them and i these are two actors that i've seen a ton of and recently as opposed to someone like leo who works once every two years at this point uh but with like with with donnell i was a little um i i, I just i was like I, I was more into that than i was into hooks like I, we talked okay. about that and, yeah. and hucks didn't bother yeah. hucks didn't bother me as much on my second star wars viewing as it did after the the version of the podcast that we recorded about that but i just thought I, it was interesting because he's he's obviously younger than a lot of the other actors that were kind of playing these parts and you only like i don't like i'm trying to say i'm not trying to give a guy a ton of credit for growing a beard but when you when you put that on him and then his voice combined i i i didn't have as much of a trouble as seeing him i, I thought he was very convincing as the guy that was the leader of these dudes and I found myself really impressed with that because I knew that he's only like 32 years old and he really does seem in command here. And I kind of bought that this guy would be someone that had this set of principles and was sticking by them. And um, and I guess I was just even more impressed because I'd seen him do two, three three totally different things in the last like four months or six months, I guess, since his first movie came out this year. Yeah, no doubt. I he was really good and we'll we'll probably talk more about it come spoiler. So I guess we I don't know if there's anything else non-spoiler you want to say. I would say for those of you that haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's not the most epic movie Leo's ever done, but I liked it enough. Were were, were any of your other criticisms things you wanted to put off until the anything you felt comfortable discussing now or do you just want to wait till we like i said i think i would have liked the movie better if there was no talking i just didn't like the story the story was kind of dumb honestly but we'll get more in depth into that okay all right so we're gonna do spoilers um i'm gonna take a little break and then let you guys know and we can do that Hello. All right. So we're back. We're going to do spoilers now. So I think where Josh and I want to start is kind of what I was saying earlier about how I liked it a little, a little bit less than Josh and, and I had issues with the story. So my problem basically is the second half of the movie just really wasn't consistent with the first half to me. And I liked Leo and I liked everything going around with him and Tom Hardy and Dom Hall, like we talked about earlier, everything Everything with them was was fairly well done. The only thing I didn't like about Leo was really, as soon as his son died, which spoiler, that happens. We're in the spoiler section. I think um, you're safe. This all the stuff with his wife was just so random to me, and I really didn't like it. And I couldn't stop thinking about Inception and Marion Cotillard, and it was just really annoying. And it didn't seem to fit with anything that was going on with me, and it wasn't developed enough for me to really hit any emotional or highs for me i guess what how did you feel about all the stuff with the flashbacks to his wife and i mean i understood what they were trying to do but it just did not work at i thought all some of them me. were hallucinations okay sure but it just seemed like tr- super tryhardy almost yeah i guess it 
I just I, I honestly did not think about Inception once. It's, it's interesting to hear you say that now. I think because you didn't really know where you were, it, like, Inception was a little more uncertain as far as where you were. Here you know you're in the present, and he's just kind of thinking all this random stuff. Um, but with his wife, it, yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't, that was probably the one part of the movie where I did disengage a little bit, because I, I, you're right, I didn't care about it, but I don't think I let it um, affect my overall appreciation of the movie, because, because, and uh, yeah, I guess it would have required more dialogue for them to actually, like, make you care about the wife, if, if you want to flashback and have anything there, but that probably gets to be a little too much, the movie's already almost two and a half hours anyway, but I think that the stuff with the son, even if I, yeah, maybe it wasn't like the most compelling part of the movie, but I, it worked for me okay. Like I told, I did kind of understand their relationship and why he would care that much about him. And no, I I really like the stuff with the son. Oh, okay. As soon as you he just died, like it was just well, take... at least you knew why he was motivated at that point going forward. Well, yeah, because Tom Hardy kills his son, but yeah, I, that's not. I I don't question the character motivation. I just question the the actual plot. Why they kept going back to the wife stuff after that? Yeah, and it was like they kept making a big deal because essentially he had sex with a indian and then they had this mixed baby and everyone gives him shit for it and it just wasn't there wasn't enough background there for me or characters talking about anything for me to to engage yeah i almost would have been okay if they had just um added there had been a little bit more of that first half in that first part of the movie before the bear attack but after the first battle where they're just interacting with each other and it's pretty clear how tom hardy feels about the whole entire thing it seems like but, it's more of a thing that everyone knows. Yeah, except and, the audience is just a little yeah, uninformed. Well, I mean, I, I mean, we, we, we were able to infer that we knew that what had happened and how he had obviously had some kind of relationship with a Native American woman, and we knew Tom Hardy was really upset about it. But it, I, I mean, it would have been cool to see a little more there. If, yeah, if, if you had seen a little more of their relationship, a little bit more of how the other people in the uh, in the crew interacted with him, we knew the Will Poulter character was was cool with it. He was probably the purest person in the movie for the most part, I guess. But um, you didn't really see a lot from the other guys, and it would have been a little interesting to see how that, the, the just the dynamic of how they felt about that, because it obviously would be a big deal in the eighteen tens, eighteen twenties. Yeah, exactly, and mm. and that's the thing is we kept getting the the perspective from the Native Americans, right, from the tribal people, and they just really, I don't know, I I think that it was really interesting, right, and there was a lot of depth to it, but we didn't really get to experience that. It was more of like. Because I really like the world they're they're in, right? Built or not, in, tr- in true events, inspired by true events, whatever it is. I just wanted I wanted more substance from the story instead of getting a lot of my enjoyment from what I'm visually seeing and what the actors are visually showing me. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I would just say I agree with the stuff about the wife, and that probably didn't totally work. But in the second half of the movie, I thought the stuff with him, if you did see a little bit more of how he a little bit of just his moral compass to a certain extent and when he does rescue the Native American woman and that obviously turn pays pretty big massive dividends for him in the end um and and you already despite the fact that it does jump around a lot you do kind of have an idea of where each of these groups are coming from what 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 the French are trying to do what the Native Americans are trying to do and obviously what he's trying to do and I think um, you don't spend as much time in the second half of the movie uh, with the with the with anyone that's not Leo, but you have an you understand what each of those groups are what what their goals are and um, uh, what kind of people they are. Whereas like the, the the French people just seem terrible, and the the Indians just um, they want to 
they are there to Get protect their protect land. their own yeah. protect their own and uh Leo has revenge on his mind and i mean i i i'm at least aware enough of all that that i'm not getting i i just wasn't that the, when if yeah the wife stuff wasn't great but i'm aware of everything else that's going on and i care enough about to see that through that i just didn't i, I wasn't taken out of it i guess to the same extent that you were yeah uh maybe it was an expectation thing expectations thing i know we've talked about that before but I just I so what did you want it to, to be, be instead? If you're, you know? So what you were saying essentially the story was just simple, right? It was a revenge yeah. story in the American West, and that's fine. But the way that I feel like they expected me as a, as an audience member to have gotten more depth from the actual story than I personally got. Yeah, that's fair. I I saw some people that were saying they weren't sure if it was supposed to be. At the end, they weren't sure if the movie was trying to make you feel kind of like really good about yourself and triumphant about the whole thing, or just if it was supposed to be bleak and then existential and kind of just a little bit more of a downer, and people were maybe confused. I didn't necessarily see that as a bad thing, but I I agree it wasn't it wasn't like they got a very clear message across if that's what you wanted to get out of it. Yeah, no, that's all, and it just made the second half more boring for me personally. So. I don't know. It's it's just kind of hard because as soon as the sun dies, ha- what seventy five percent of the second half of the movie is just Leo by himself, no words, just acting, and it's great to watch. Honestly, it's cool, but I don't know. I just wanted a little bit more. When you said earlier you wish the whole movie had been silent, what do you mean by that? Well, n- not that. It's just I think I would have enjoyed it more if there if there was no dialogue because at all yeah like not even like words at the beginning to set stuff up with them yeah I I mean I don't know how realistic that is it's just a thought that crossed my mind because I liked everything I was watching and so if they try to explain something and they explain it poorly that takes away from my enjoyment of it so if I'm just watching this and watching everything happen you can get a lot of context clues from Tom Hardy and from the kid and you know you would know that the the Native American boy is Leo's kid and you would know that Tom Hardy's not okay with it. You would know that Dom Hall is the leader. And I, I mean, Tom Hardy's eyes were just fucking crazy in this movie. There were a couple of scenes where I'm watching him and I'm like, was he supposed to have been scout before? Was that why his head shit. was weird? Yeah. That's what he said. He okay. told the story that right, they right. cut his head off and turned his scalp around. Oh. Um, and that's why he had all the cuts. Right. I forgot. Cause, and that's, and you know, like that's the thing. Like this guy's been through some shit too. It's not only Leo. It's not only whoever, so I don't know, but I really liked the world. I really liked how everyone interacted. I just don't. I didn't like the the beginning to end, climax, plot, finish. Yeah. So if you, if, you, if you, it seemed like it, it seemed to me that you were a little more into it at the end. I mean, maybe you didn't like the whole experience of that second. I, I mean, half, the end was. You, 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 it seemed awesome like you enjoyed though, that last sequence. You were almost smiling in your seat because you were kind of excited for what well, was going to yeah, happen because there. Because there's it's two hours of of build up, right? And yeah. the second half was just dragging and dragging and and then all right finally he gets to tom hardy right and you mm-hmm. get to have this we don't know what's gonna happen i mean we assume he's gonna they're gonna fight but like the way that it went down was just fucking brutal and we're not expecting things to happen there's just a they're just laying on the ground and all of a sudden finger chopping got a and fucking uh a knife inside their hand stuck in the snow and like or just like crazy. random swinging the one axe that it didn't yeah. even it's like it just cut the two fingers off and kept going yeah it was it was crazy i mean it's like i don't want to i don't know i don't want people to get their hands cut off but i'm watching a movie and this if that's what's gonna happen i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna enjoy it so partly why we watch the, the gory tarantino movies to see people's fucking heads blow off from pistols and shit it's that's that's a lot less painless though it's just it's 
yeah. sh- it's shooting but, and it's gone. It's that's like, okay, the thing is, boom. Is regardless of the story, right? The movie portrayed how what it wanted to do, the brutality and everything. We all felt it. Everyone in the theater felt it. Yeah, and I think part of what was really impressive because you know that last scene has to happen, so you know he's going to get back to him. And like you said, so much of that first part of the movie is just us with Leo by himself. And it really does show how well I think the film was made that you do enjoy watching that so much, even though it's not exactly the most suspenseful thing in the world because you don't fear for his life necessarily. You're just really curious to see how he's going to go about surviving because we know they have to get to that scene at the end, which was very well done. And when you know where something is headed to still enjoy the journey that much, even though you know where it's going to end, I think shows that you put in a lot of work and did it in a very compelling way. It's funny too, because you have this, you have this thing where something so terrible happens to this guy and you're like, okay, like, that that was terrible. Okay, he's he's getting along. He's gonna make it back. And then something else terrible happens. There's a there's an avalanche. There's Native Americans chasing him. There's French chasing him. There's bulls, just like a herd of bulls <laughs> around him. Like you didn't you knew he wasn't gonna die, but you also just feared for him to just have this more pain inflicted upon him over and over and over. I think he and I think the thing he maybe did the best was. What even made me maybe even what made me even grimace more maybe than dudes getting fingers chopped off was every time you had to look at one of his cuts from the bear and when he had to do anything to it and when he's like trying to drink water and water's coming out down here around his throat I was, yeah. like they he he that had to have been yeah it's obviously uncomfortable for the real dude but I really like he he i thought he played that well i don't think that's even because you were saying maybe they maybe there was a little bit it is a little hard to take it completely seriously when he's getting thrown around by a bear but the just him having the aftermath of having to go around with his injuries like i thought that was just so i don't know that was really impressive to me is there one image from this movie that's going to stick with you longer than any other the last one i think i i love the last shot personally yeah I, I don't. What I don't. I don't appreciate people on the internet who had already like made that a meme by the I time I saw seen the it, movie. Thank God. I feel like I'd seen it like five other times with different things already. It didn't ruin it for me, but at the time when I was like, "Oh, this is it," then I'm like, "Oh, that's that meme," and then the movie ended. So I didn't really appreciate you, internet people, doing that. Whoever you are, <laughs> don't don't do that with the last shots of any movies going forward. I think that was really good. The other thing was him uh, crawling out of the horse carcass. Like that's. Oh my a, God. Oh God! We all were sitting there, right? And like I think all four of us, we went two other people, and we were sitting there, and and you see this horse, and you see him taking taking the organs out, and you're like, okay, maybe he's gonna cook this meat because he's been doing that. He's gonna start a fire, and then just kind of like in Breaking Bad, you know, with um, uh, Esposito, he's just taking off his his clothes, particularly folding them, putting them. And he opens the horse and he goes in it completely naked. And it's just like, I, I, I didn't have any work. All of us were just like, oh my God. And he's just sitting in this horse and it's the only way he can stay alive and keep warm at the same time. It's just crazy. Oh man. Yeah. It, it made you, it made me uncomfortable, but it was never like I had to look away. I just had to go, Ugh. like, I, I never had to cover my eyes, but I had to like hold myself. <laughs> it, it just made you uncomfortable in that way. And I think that. I, I, f- I think that's a sign of effective filmmaking, at least for me, because even if I was uncomfortable at times, it wasn't in a way that made me dislike the movie. Yeah, so. no, no, no. It was unlike anything I've seen before, so I, I definitely appreciated it. And, yeah, 
the so what else did you want to ask about? I I, I didn't have anything else specifically about the movie. I had a yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio question. Yeah, like, go for it. I mean, we 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 touched on it earlier. Just what's your gut? If I said give give me your top five Leo performances, do you think you could do that? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, de- I I don't know. I don't know order, but I'll say Departed, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, um, uh, Inception, um, maybe Gangs of New York and Catch Me If You Can. What about you? Uh, I I I'm in complete agreement on the f- the first two, and then I probably go, um, then I probably go uh, Catch Me If You Can and. Uh, Shutter Island. I love Shutter Island. And then after that, it's because Inception, like, yeah, he's good in it, but it's you can. T- it's definitely not like his best. He's not like the like that new movie. I think they get nominated for like a couple Oscars, but I don't know if he was ever even in the conversation. Not that that should be the ultimate judge of it, but I just don't remember him being quite the standout like he is in some of these others. I guess that was more of an ensemble. But, yeah, it was. It was. But I guess it'd be. I guess for me, after those four, it'd be probably Inception or, or The Revenant. I haven't seen Revolutionary Road, and I haven't seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape in a real long time, and that was his first Oscar nomination. Um, have but, you seen Body of Lies? No, I've not. It's pretty good. Him okay. and Russell Crowe. It's pretty good. It, I think it was a little bit before its time. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of Zero Dark Thirty. Hmm. Um, I think that movie would have been maybe six, seven, eight years later. Would have been gotten a lot more acclaim but i really liked it what, what about calvin candy and Django? that was that was the other one i was going to mention i, I, I he's I, so good in i've that. been looking at it before i mentioned it like now if I, if I had to do it over again like that's probably number five for me after like if i put catch me if you can and shutter island three and four like i mean it was a smaller part so there's not as much for him to do but he was he was really good and it was cool to see him take a chance like that and not not be, make a be have a more than a cameo role in a movie but not be like the guy but still just totally kill it in a small role and go for it so yeah, that'd be that'd be in the fifth for me probably. Yeah, um, it's know. not anything against him or the movie. It's just yeah. the better the movie, the easier it is to even accept the role, and the writing is a little bit better too. Yeah, so it seemed like you weren't maybe as sure as me. You hadn't maybe you probably hadn't thought about it yet because I'm always the one bringing up lists and awards yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it is timely because we're recording this two days after the Golden Globes, and it did surprisingly well. I don't think people were expecting it to, but Inaritu won Best Director. The movie won Best Picture, and, and Leo obviously won. I don't think that was a surprise did to they anyone. Win, but did they win cinematography too? Uh, I don't know if they gave that. I don't think that. I don't think that was one they actually announced at the show. It was either uh, that or Star Wars because I, I remember Mad Max was third, and I was surprised. I, I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised if that went if it wins cinematography at the um, at the Oscars. But I mean, based on your other favorite movies that you think might get awards consideration where would you rank it because like i know you had creed on like for, number for two on your best list picture yeah just how would you feel if this was the best picture winner given you had creed two and mad max one um out of the things that might realistically win like is it going to make you mad if this wins over spotlight or i don't know i think um, so yeah yeah i think you just didn't like it quite as much as those i think spotlight creed mad max are are definitely better mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be upset if, it, if I wouldn't even be upset if Sicario won cinematography over it either. No, um, but like I still really like this movie, and I'm I just I would be like pissed if Bridge of Spies won oh over 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 it for Best Picture. But I'm not going to get mad if like if it wins Best Picture over some of the other if, if Bridge of Spies beats all that other stuff. But I'm not going to be mad if this wins, even though I think I did like Spotlight more. No, I mean 
I'm I'm all for Inaritu and Leo and everything, but I I don't think it's deserving of Best Picture. But I I love Creed so much, so <laughs> I don't know. But I think honestly, dude, I think Tom Hardy could is better than some of the other people we named for supporting actor. Personally, yeah, give me Mark Rylance. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, Sly, Sly, I think Sly is my favorite still. Well, he won at the Globes, but he hasn't gotten a couple of nominations at other ones that have a little more overlap with Oscar voters, so I'm, I'm a little worried. But, yeah, he'd still be my number one, and that's just such a loaded category this year that, I don't know. I mean, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about awards later in the week because we got the Oscar nominations coming up. I just want to talk about it with respect to this movie and where you thought it felt fit in given how well it did the other night. Yeah, and you know what? Another thing, we're going to talk about this with Hateful Eight maybe even more, but with this movie, the when there was no score and you're just hearing people breathing and taking footsteps and, mm-hmm. and, and putting bullets and, and bullet powder inside of their guns and everything. That was awesome. I really yeah. liked that. I think some people were upset because hateful eight was like three hours long, but, and the score was good, but the score was still in a smaller percentage of the movie than most scores usually are. And I don't know if that's something that I thought it me. added to it. Both, yeah, with both movies. I don't. It, it can get overbearing at times if a score is trying to. If they start, if they start playing it, and it, it feels like it's trying to tell you how to feel at times and too much. Uh, one one movie I don't think you saw Brooklyn. You, you might. I think you might get around to seeing it just because it's something that's going to get nominated for stuff. And I liked it a lot more than I expected to, given what the trailer looked like and what it was about. But the score just went it's overbearing for me at times. And yeah, I can tell these people are good at playing their instruments and stuff, but I don't need it here at this point in the movie to tell me to feel sad or tell me to like this is serious. And I think it is really cool when it lets the sound speak for itself. Yeah, I think I felt that way with Trumbo too. It was just a little too happy-go-lucky at times in the, uh, the pace with playing the score, old-timey but... 50s and 60s yeah, music. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But no, I I agree. So I yeah. I really like the lack of it, and and it was and it was really good. So overall, I think we both would recommend seeing the movie. Yeah, Josh for sure. liked it a little more than me. Uh, we'll do a list come December of this year, but in the Oscar season, it would probably make the top ten for me. But it's not it's not the it's not the best movie. Okay, fair. I don't know. Not the best for me either, but I think I was a little more positive. Yeah. No, it's something, it's just something you really experience that you can't really experience watching another movie. Yeah, don't don't wait for it to come on Netflix or something. Like, go see it while it's in the theater Yeah, still. yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend seeing it at home. It just won't have the same effect. But, so, I think that about wraps it up for now. So, mm-hmm. again, if you guys want to get in touch with us, we have Rachel set up our email, 52in52pod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at aclambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. At Josh Jernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. And like we said, the next one we'll probably be dropping is our Hateful Eight review. And we'll probably do something on awards as well, since that's about to be a big thing. And we have our own little, we're, we might talk some about the Oscars, but we have our own makeup award, make, made-up awards we want to talk about too. Yeah, we're going to keep it interesting. We're not going to have a boring awards show pod. Yeah. So we'll look forward to that. Thanks for listening, guys.